0: Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Della Tour and this week we have a story from storytelling aficionado and body team member, Mosa Maxwell-Smith. How's your week going? I am having a great one. And how often do I get to tell you that? I mean, so often lately. I have just been in this weird fucking place trying to come back from, I don't know, the loss of a lot of time and progress that I'd made with the show. And I just wanted to tell you some stuff that's been happening this week. Several of you sent me cash for birthday presents for my birthday a few weeks ago. And thank you. That meant a lot. But you know, I believe that gifts like birthday gifts, if they give you cash, you don't go pay your PG&E bill. So I didn't. You buy something that makes your life better. And for me, the really big thing I've been looking for is connection with human beings. So I took some of that money and I contacted my friend Dossie Easton, you know, the co-author of The Ethical Slut. Dossie is 78 years old now. And because she's immunocompromised, we've just not been able to get together for a very long time. And so I said, Dossie, Let's go to our favorite hot tub place and get naked and sit around and catch up on life. And that's exactly what I did a couple days ago. I made sure I took a COVID test before I met her because you do not want to make a national treasure sick. I don't for sure. And uh, she brought a little picnic and we sat in a hot tub up in Marin and we caught up on life. We talked about the Ethical Sluts third edition because I've been reading that and We talked about what our dreams were for the stuff that's coming up. Dossie's still got big dreams. Age does not stop her at all, and she totally inspires me. We talked about Roe v. Wade and the challenges that are being presented, and we told stories of things from our own life. She told me an abortion story that broke me in half. And uh, it was so good to spend time with my dear friend the person who gave me money for a birthday present to take Dossie out for a hot tub, thank you. And then I went and started looking for books. I've really been wanting books that kind of apply to the world of storytelling. I wanna get better at my craft now that I'm regularly teaching workshops and I'm, this is a secret, don't tell anybody, but I'm working on an online course, like not just the typical online course, something special for the way I teach storytelling, because it's pretty unique. And so I used your birthday money to buy myself a few books that would make me better at my job. And one of them is called Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole by Susan Cain. And I watched her TED Talk. I felt like she was speaking directly to me. So I can't wait to read that book. And I also bought a copy of Brené Brown's Atlas of the Heart mapping meaningful connection and the language of human experience and I was thinking maybe what would you think about some sort of book club it'd be a great reason for us to finish books and we could talk about it just like I said sitting in that hot tub with Dossie I could do that with you except without the hot tub it's something we could do online so you could be part of it wherever let me know if you're interested in that because you know As I've said so many times, podcasting is a lonely business, and getting emails from you just really make a huge difference to me. Speaking of emails, I got this incredible piece of fan mail recently, and one of the lines that they said in there was, Dixie, I am a fat woman, and there is something incredible and empowering about seeing people in larger bodies being sexy, sexual, visible, and amazing. You inspire me, and I am grateful. How about that? You walk around in the world, and you have no idea that the fact that you take up space makes other people feel braver about taking up space, too. Uh Uh-oh, I'm getting verklempt. Okay. (laughs) And another good news, I had a call last night with someone who really wants to bring body to their city. And I explained to them, I want that probably more than you do. She said, I know you've talked about touring, about how you want to do it again. And I'm like, and I have been doing the research. And airline flights have tripled. The cost of rental cars are even higher than that. And I do need it because I have a lot of running around that's associated with doing the show when I come to a new city. And venue prices have gone up a lot. And so right now, I'm having trouble making that dream come true. And she said, oh, I know. I've been paying attention. So the things that I am working on right now to bring you in is I've found a few venues. We're getting the conversation started. I've asked fans of body storytelling in my city to donate miles for your flight. I've asked for fiscal sponsorship from the community. And we're going to make this happen because we really want body in our city. And isn't that incredible? So we've all had... You know, a lot of fiscal difficulties during the pandemic. So many shows have folded, but people are trying to bring body to their city, and they're trying to make my dream come true. I told y'all my dream, and I want you to know nothing is better than letting people know what you really want, because when you do it, they will try really hard to make it happen too, because they secretly want the same thing you just never knew. So get out there and speak up. Let people know what your dreams are. When I work with storytellers, I make sure they understand. We need to know what your wildest dream come true would be in this particular situation in the story. Because that's the only way we're gonna know when you achieve it. And it's the only way that other people will help make it happen for you too. I just wanna say how grateful I am to everybody. And I wake up every day going, how did I get this lucky? I grew up in the country where everyone around me smoked. My mother smoked for a lot of her life, and I watched my grandmother struggle with emphysema. If you're a smoker, I want you to know that I care about you and your health, and I'd love to see you quit. And quitting is tough, but Fume can really help. Fume is a natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and more natural way to quit cigarettes. It's a no-smoke, no-vape, no nicotine replacement for the hand-to-mouth habit of smoking fume handcrafts wooden inhalers and uses cores infused with plant oils studied to curb cravings they have flavors like peppermint and conquer with minty notes to simulate menthol cigarettes and other flavors like cozy chai for a sweeter experience and all of their flavors are 100 natural no harmful chemicals no artificial flavors, and absolutely no nicotine. They've got thousands of five-star reviews from smokers who tried everything else and what worked for them was fume. Whether you're a smoker or an ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings or you have someone in your life that you wish would quit, fume is the perfect tool for you. Head to breathefume.com slash Dixie or use promo code D-I-X-I-E to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M dot com slash Dixie or use the code Dixie and quit naturally with Fume. Body storytelling is all about fighting the shame and stigma that comes with telling our own stories of sex, kink, and gender. And what's the opposite of shame? It's pride. And this is Pride Month. So we are doing body right after the San Francisco Pride Parade. It's going to be on Sunday, June 26th. The parade ends uh, late afternoon, so doors open at seven. You can head straight over for a cocktail and a chair and spend time in community with us. Plus, you get to listen to some pretty great stories. Remember, pride is something that people travel to, which means we are going to have a lot of people here in our city. Get your tickets to Body as soon as possible. I want you there. There's a link to tickets in the show notes, and it's also on our website. Summer's here, and you might be showing more skin, eating more salads, and, well, maybe even feeling healthier and happier. And when I think about staying healthy, my mind heads straight to pleasure. And one of my favorite ways to take care of my body is with Uber Lube. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether alone or with a partner. And if you're going to lubricate, you want to make sure it's done with high-quality, body-safe ingredients. And nothing beats Uber Lube. UberLube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-safe ingredients. It's great for all kinds of play—vaginal, oral, or anal—and UberLube offers long-lasting performance. Then it quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. I love that UberLube offers just the right amount of slip while still allowing for skin-on-skin sensations. It cleans up easily. There's no flavor or scent. And it's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms too. And right now they're offering body storytelling listeners a special offer. 10% off and free shipping. When you use my code D-I-X-I-E at uberlube.com. If you're going to add to your magic moments, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality, most body safe ingredients. And remember, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. Uberloop. It lets you feel what you want to feel. I know it makes no sense, but for years I limited my storytelling system to the people who'd pitched me a story, gotten accepted, and were about to get on stage at Body. They were ready for their standing ovation. But I love story coaching, and I love helping you find your own stories and telling them well, so it didn't make much sense. This year, I decided to change this. And I've started offering my workshop, How to Be Fascinating, Dixie's Secret System for Brilliant Storytelling. And it's been selling out. There's a couple of spots left. And I worked this week with somebody who was suffering from a traumatic brain injury. They were very stressed and had emotional overwhelm when it came to telling their own story. And we worked together And they delivered this presentation, this story on their life to this organization. And they killed it. They were so surprised. They were so fearful. And it really helps you manage your emotions and put them in the story too. It's a simple system. But the only place to learn it is in this workshop. So there's a couple of spots left. And I've extended early bird to this Sunday. If you want to sign up, I want to make it easy, and you get to save 50 bucks. So go ahead and do it. There's a link to How to Be Fascinating, Dixie's Secret System for Brilliant Storytelling in the show notes. Do you ever wonder how I get some of these stories on my stage and on this podcast? Well, I am that person that you like to tell stories to. And I often will respond, let's work on that story and let's put it on stage And I can't believe people say yes, because now they've not only told me and gotten a great reaction, they feel brave enough to share it with, you know, hundreds of people at a live show. And then after that, with a lot of people on the podcast. And since this week, National Best Friends Day is happening, I wanted to share a story from one of my very best friends. We fell in love with each other because we have a common love for storytelling. Storytelling. We love to nerd out on this stuff. There are a lot of people in my world. Some are deep, deep pervert, and they have crazy stories. Some people love storytelling, the empathy, the openness of it, and I have a lot of those kind of friends too. But the storyteller you're going to hear this week is one of my favorite people in the world because she has what I call the perfect blend of woo and snark. She's a bit of a hippie. She goes to kava bars. She does yoga constantly. She goes to ecstatic dance. And a lot of things that I'm just like, really? Really, Mosa? And at the same time, she can just give it with the best of them. She's got that edge. You know how sometimes you talk to people and you're like, God, if they only had a little bit more of an edge, if they had a little bit of snark in them, if they were a little bit more like me. Well, it took a little bit to find it, but once I discovered it well over a decade ago, she quickly became the person that I'd call on the phone and vent with and talk with. And then because, of course, she loves storytelling, she joined the team. I thank her every week at the end of this podcast because I couldn't do this without her. She helps me pick up the slack in so many ways. She's often the stage manager at the live show. She helps me with story coaching because we love storytelling and... She's just a bright, shining visage. That thing you need when you're about to get on stage. That person you call when things get hard. And I'm going to tell you about the rest of her now. Are you ready to hear the bio? Okay, here we go. When Mosa Maxwell Smith first discovered storytelling, she craved it so much that she started hosting story parties with friends in her living room. That was 2011, before the moth was even in the Bay Area. She is elated by the explosion of storytelling as an art form and connector of humans over the last decade, and has been privileged to perform regularly at a variety of venues, including Story Slam Oakland, the Mill Valley Library, and always a favorite, Body Storytelling. She also tells stories on a daily basis in her role as a preschool teacher, though the content is usually slightly different and the audiences are smaller. Mosa is a devotee of connection and serendipity. And is grateful to Dixie De Tour for bringing more of both to her life through the gift of body. She is delighted to be out past bedtime on a school night when she performs, telling stories to someone other than her cats. If you've been a storyteller for body, you've probably worked with Mosa at some point over the last couple of years. She is someone who makes what I do possible, and I'm so grateful to her. Happy National Best Friends Day. Mosa Maxwell-Smith.
2: woman. She's pretty cool. Thanks, Dixie. I'm happy to be here. Witzel sucked. It's a German word. It's a neurological disorder. It means addiction to punning or joke mania, and I think I have it. A recent example was on a Zoom first date because 2020, And I was talking to this man in his little Zoom box, and we were getting along well, and then he looked at me and he said, oh my God, your jokes are so corny. And I said, corny, don't you mean amazing? (laughs) And he gets even angrier, he scowls at me, and instead of wanting to stop, I get this like bratty twitch in my gut, (laughs) and I want to pun more. I want to pun so much that he has to punish me for it. (laughs) I'm pretty tickled by this idea, so I do what I do when I'm tickled, and I call my friend Dixie. She looks kind of like Dixie. And I call her and I say, Dixie, I, I want to be punished. And she too rolls her eyes and groans at me and says, oh my God, what you need is a pungent master. I do very much that is what I need and I am a lucky person in 2020 Dixie is not the only person trying to help me get laid um, my friend Emily who's like my fairy godmother of sex positivity she also wants to help me and so she invites me to a zoom sex party as you do I'm nervous I don't want to go but Emily is persuasive and I love her So finally, I agree that I will go to this Zoom sex party, but I set some really clear rules for myself. One, I decide that at my first Zoom sex party, I will keep my pants on. I will keep all my clothes on, in fact. I will stay clothed, because I've gotten naked too fast in the past. Ooh. Um, (laughs) And I like rhyming, too, a lot. and then I've regretted it. So I'm gonna keep my clothes on, and my other rule that I set for myself is, I'm going to be truthful. I'm gonna be honest and vulnerable and engage as openly as I possibly can. So it's Saturday night, I put on my makeup, and I do my hair alone with my cats at my house. I put on a glitter tube top that's all reflective and shiny. I look like the front row here. And then I put on my ugliest sweatpants and granny panties as kind of like an insurance policy that I won't tilt the camera down below my hips. Then, to make it even harder for myself, I put a little table on my lap in bed and the computer on top of that. It's like a technology chastity belt. So... I log in, and this is not just a Zoom sex party, you guys. People in the Bay Area are fucking creative. It's pretty amazing. It's a virtual world, and I'm a little avatar, and theoretically, I can walk around this virtual world, except I'm terrible at computer games. I'm awful at this. I can barely walk. I'm kind of moving slowly and waddling, and one time I accidentally sat down And people, as they come close to you, these little avatars, their screen appears. Is this familiar to anyone? Maybe? No? Okay. I'm the only one at this party that explains so much. So their square comes into view. You can see their camera. And then you can hear their voice, too, and have a conversation. And people keep walking by, and I see this little rectangle come up in front of me, and then it fades off into the distance, and I'm, like, waddling there, and... I feel like I'm on the fringe of the kink community to begin with, as Dixie said. I'm on the shallow end of the pool for sure. Um, and with that and the lack of technology in my soul, I'm feeling dejected and more lonely than I had when I was just by myself with my cats. I know. Wah, wah, wah. Thanks, guys. Good night. No. <laughs> I'm about to leave. I'm like, well, at least I tried. At least I put on my glitter tube top. There's that. When all of a sudden this little avatar comes waddling over to me and the screen appears and there is a handsome man, bald head, two little horns on the top of his head, salt and pepper beard. He, um, he's wearing fairy wings and he has on a, a wife beater tank top. Sorry, sorry, spouse beater tank top. He looks kind of like a double feature of Midsummer Night's Dream and a streetcar named Desire. <sighs> and he smiles at me, this big smile, and introduces himself. His name is Van, and we start talking and laughing, and I'm feeling connected. Um, and, and we're getting more vulnerable, and, and I'm keeping that promise that I made to myself that I would be honest. And... He says, so what are you into? What do you like? And I I say to him, you know, the sound of the word daddy feels really good in my mouth and makes me kegel in my pants. (laughs) I go on to tell him about the whole pungent master idea and how I think this is really so fantastic. And he asks my permission and says, May I show you one of my floggers? One of my many floggers? And I say, yes, please, show me your flogger. And he brings it out, has this gorgeous wood wooden handle, and he lets the tresses, like, traipse across the palm of his hand. Whew. I feel it in my body. And he asks me, have you ever been flogged? And I say, no, but it sounds exciting. And we keep talking, and then he says, May I ask your permission to show you something else? And I say, sure. And he's gone for a longer time this time, and I'm confused, and I hear, like, in the cartoons, like, that banging and <laughs> what, what is going on? I think it's going to be another vlog where I'm really excited. He comes back, and in his little square, he's holding up a pair of socks. <laughs> so socksy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and on the socks, there are all these circles, and in each circle is a man... And he holds them closer, and I'm so confused, you guys, just like maybe you are now. And then I see that the man is Edgar Allan Poe, and the socks are Poe Cadot socks. <laughs> I'm I'm in love, um, and the night ends with me fully clothed, watching him touch his. Gorgeous cock. While I suck my own fingers and kind of drool on myself, and he brings himself to orgasm. Yeah. This is, I wake up super turned on, not only because I didn't come, but because I upheld my boundaries. Like, I stayed clothed, and I had this interaction. Yeah. Boundaries in the house. So I message him right away, and we have this... Um, exchange that goes over the course of a year. And we're texting, and punning, and sexting, and FaceTiming, and ass-timing, all of the things. And the, the puns are not really very good. Like, he sends me a picture of two trees hugging, and it says, chemistry. And we, I know, but I love it. <laughs> That's, you guys don't kink shame me, OK? Jeez. Seriously. This is a safe space! And we have a very serious conversation about what we would prefer: attentive lovers or a tent of lovers. <laughs> and it gets dirty too. He tells me, he tells me that he wants to make a mold of his beautiful penis that's hollow and then fill it with bad puns and then penetrate me with it. And I'm finding that I, like it's equally attractive to think about like dad jokes and daddy chokes. Like Both of these things are equally hot. So we're talking, but we're not meeting. And we're not meeting for a number of reasons. One, he could be crazy, right? He doesn't seem crazy. But you never seem crazy until you actually are crazy, right? Two, he lives about 100 miles away. And I'm afraid that if he drives all the way to see me, even if we set rules up front, I'll feel obligated to have some sort of sexual encounter with him, even if I don't want to. I have this experience of like, letting myself fly out the window of my body. I like ghost myself and take on somebody else's needs and desires, and I'm fucking over it, and I don't wanna do it anymore. So, he's not coming to my house, (laughs) Um, but after almost a year passes, he calls me and he says, hey, I'm gonna be in your neighborhood for another event anyway. Um, What if we come over, no strings attached, there's no obligation, I'll be there anyway. We can meet and we can have tea and if nothing happens, that's great. Yes, please. So I find myself on a Saturday night driving to the Doubletree by the airport and I am wearing a black lace thong under my jeans. And I have an electric kettle in my bag, so in case we do want to make that tea, I'm ready. <laughs> and I've I've texted my friends that selfie, you know, the one of like, is this outfit cute? And in case the police call you, please send them this so they'll know what I was wearing. It'll be easier to find the body. And he messages me on my way and he says, I would like permission to just hug you when we meet. Can we just... Without saying anything, let's just hug first. Yes, please. Um, And so I get to the door and I open it. And he he is the man I've been talking to. He's safe and familiar and immediately he embraces me and I know that I'm gonna fuck him. (laughs) And we do sit on the bed and have tea and it's wonderful and we then proceed to have probably the best first time sex i've ever had it is you guys yeah it is vanilla the most vanilla sex but so satisfying and <laughs> there are orgasms for everyone you get an orgasm and you get an orgasm and you get an orgasm and it's kind of like the test drive i know now that everything works and at the end of the night my i'm cuddling with him and he says so do you have any aftercare requests? Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, And I don't know what to say, I'm speechless. And he said, well, I would like to ask that um, we call each other in a few days and and share bright spots and how we feel about this whole thing. (laughs) Okay, yes, please, let's do that. And so a few days later we talk and share bright spots and definitely decide that we need to meet again and pull out all the sex toys we didn't pull out the first time around. And so he makes plans to come to my house, and on the way, he says, I'm going to stop and get some bread so I don't just show up with a bag full of sex toys at your house. I say, good, thank you, let's do that. And I'm excited because I really, I do want to experience the floggers. This is something that's never happened before. And then he messages me again, and he says, Hey, I was thinking, and I thought it might be nice to hmm, maybe light some candles and pull a tarot card before I flog you, just to set an intention. Who are you? Like, what? what is this world? This is not the sticky floor citadel flogging that I had imagined. <laughs> so he shows up at my house dressed like a Gap commercial. He's wearing khakis and a long sleeve blue shirt. He's carrying a garment bag and I'm like, what the fuck, we're not going anywhere. I had very much planned to stay here. And he said, no, these are the floggers. I keep them hung up so they don't get tangled. And they're color-coded. What the actual fuck, you guys? (laughs) Organization is like totally my kink. Like, the lavender is dear. It's the softest. And then we get up to red, which is bull. And that's going to (laughs) hurt. So he goes to my room to start getting set up. I'm like walking circles in my house. I'm so nervous and excited. And um, soon after he goes into my room, he comes back out and he says, I'm... The cat is on the bed and I don't want to disturb her. Could you come take the cat off of the bed? I go get the cat off the bed and then he helps me get a drink of water with a straw because I might not be able to move, he thinks. It's a metal straw, don't worry. Um, And then he starts playing some music and it's like there are like wind chimes and a flute and like ocean waves and I feel like maybe we're going to start meditating. This is his choice for flogging music and I'm okay with it. I feel peaceful. Um, and eventually, I make it into the bedroom with him, we sit on the bed, and we talk about safe words, and we pull a tarot card. It's reflection. I put it on the side of the bed, kind of looking back at us. <sighs> and he helps me take off most of my clothes, and I lay face down on my bed, um, and he starts with the deer skin. and he, he is like a good dentist. He is explaining what he is doing as he is doing it. And this first one is soft and gentle and almost immediately I start to cry. And I'm not crying because it hurts. It doesn't hurt. It feels like, like a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying because he's so attentive and he's really focused just on me. And the thing that he wants is the same thing that I want, except in this symbiotic way. And it gets more intense. And I start really crying, like super crying, like ugly tears crying, like not cute glisteny tears, like I'm losing my shit. (laughs) We have to stop for a minute to get a tissue, (laughs) like snot dripping, but he doesn't stop because I haven't asked him to. He keeps going, and it hurts, and I'm glad, because the feeling I'm feeling is only my own feeling. I know there's no room in my body for anyone's feeling but my own in this moment. Uh, Yeah. Um, And eventually it builds, and it's a lot. And he has me count up to 30, to the last strike. And he hangs the last flogger, and he moves around to the other side of the bed, and he asks my permission to hold me. I say, yes, please. (laughs) And as I feel my tears pooling, on the chest of this open-hearted man. I know that I have found my pungent master, (laughs) but I also see that I have found connection, and humor, and love, and myself, and I am so grateful for these pun intended consequences. (laughs)
1: play. Don't hold your cards too close is what they say. And love is just another leap of faith. But I jump right in. I took the train, I took the car, I didn't I wish I knew. I wish I-
0: That song was Fever Dream by MXM Tune. Holy shit. I am so grateful for all the good things in my life. Folks, your support for body storytelling on Patreon is life-changing right now. I'm producing monthly live shows and live streams and a weekly award-winning podcast. And it's all thanks to my Patreon supporters. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for creators to get paid for them to continue doing what they do. And for just a few bucks a month, you can help me reach more people with sex-positive stories, messages, and education. I want everyone to have access to this sort of acceptance and love they've found here at Body. It's essential that we reach people wherever they are, through our podcast and our live streams, to tell them that whoever they love, whoever they are, they're not wrong. There's a place for you, and it's here with us. I've been doing this work for over 15 years now and made my entire living off ticket sales for live events. The pandemic changed everything for me and body would be a thing of the past if not for the monthly help I get from you on Patreon. If you join us, you'll help me reach my next goal to hire some help. I need some administrative and tech support because we've gone from a live show with an occasional video to a live event, live streams, storytelling workshops, podcast, and I'm working on even more. I want to grow this thing, and I can't do it all. To be honest, I really want to spend more time with you. That's what I do best. I connect you with that life you're dreaming of. We've done a lot of live streams, both on Zoom and of our live shows. And do you know where our live stream replays live? They're on Patreon. So you'll have access to not only the upcoming body live stream but the past live streams too. And if you sign up at the $10 a month level or greater, you'll get a free live stream ticket to our Pride Show, Y'all Means All, on June 26. Join now to support our life-changing mission of self-love, knowledge and empathy. Go to patreon.com/body and become a member now. Thanks in advance for your help. Looks like we're at the end of our weekly date. Before you go, can I ask you to subscribe, rate and review this podcast it makes a huge difference for us. And I also want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Donald Mooney, Mosa Maxwell Smith, Joe Moore. And I'd like to wish a happy belated birthday to podcast producer Roman Denhautiker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Della This has been episode 229 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening.